And the angel said to Daniel, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 123. Today's topic, You Are Dearly Loved by God. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful you're here today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening this week. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that you are dearly loved by God. I know those are easy words to say, and we've talked about this before on previous episodes, but I'm going to take a little bit different approach today. And just as a heads up, we're going to be in the Old Testament this week. Now, you may not feel this way right now, but I'm wondering if you've ever had those times when you felt alone unappreciated, and unloved. You're trying to live your life to the best of your ability, but there are challenges that keep piling up. You pray, you study your Bible, maybe you go to church. You try to do what's right. You try to be loving and helpful to others, but you just wonder sometimes if it's all worth it. Does your life even add up to anything? Does God really even care about you and even hear your prayers? Are you making a difference in the world? Does your life really matter? I've certainly felt that way sometimes. And it's tempting to wonder how long it's going to be before God gives us an answer or solves our problem. How long until the healing comes? How long until we get a victory over the struggles in life? The book of Psalms is full of that deep, earnest question to God, God, how long is it going to be? I'll have all these in the show notes. There are about eight or nine of them in the book of Psalms. I'll just share a couple of them here, and you can check the other ones out if you'd like to in the show notes. Psalm 13, verse 1, O Lord, how long will you forget me? How long will you look the other way? And Psalm 89, verse 46, O Lord, how long will this go on? Sometimes that question has made the assumption that God is not there helping us, so it may feel like God is waiting and God is not there solving our problem, whereas he's always there taking care of us. We just may not see it. But over the years, I have to be honest with you, there have been times when I felt this way. I just wondered how long a situation was going to go on. And it's not the most helpful attitude to have, I know that, 
But eventually, during those times, I've been grateful because it's forced me to do some serious self-reflection and self-examination. And in the long run, that's been very helpful for me. And the interesting thing is, sooner or later, every time I have found myself in one of those low spots in my life, God has broken through the darkness and touched my heart with love and encouragement. And I know that's possible for you as well. One time in particular, many years ago, I was really down on myself. I just didn't feel like I was making any spiritual progress. I didn't feel successful in life at all. I didn't feel like anyone really cared about me, which of course was not true, but I felt that way. I was praying earnestly during this time, but I didn't feel like my prayers were getting anywhere. They just seemed like words that I was repeating, and I wondered if it even made a difference that I was praying. Well, one day I came across a Bible passage in the book of Daniel that basically opened up a window to heaven for me, and I felt God's love and care for me like I never had before. It gave me so much hope. This was in chapters 9 and 10 of Daniel. Now, I would hope that you'll go and read all of chapters 9 and 10 of Daniel because there's a whole lot more than I'm going to quote here in this episode. But I'm going to read some of these verses, the ones that really stood out to me. But I think it's important to read the whole thing to get the complete context. Daniel, of course, is in Babylon. He's in captivity, and he's praying to God. And this is starting in chapter 9 of Daniel. He said, I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, Great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments, we have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. O Lord, To us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. He was referring to Jerusalem. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and for your people are called by your name. What an earnest prayer! It's a prayer of humility, a prayer of repentance, a prayer of supplication, and this prayer does not go unanswered. Daniel goes on and says, Now while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, 
and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, that means the angel Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering, and he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. As I said, the Israelites were in captivity in Babylon. Daniel had been praying and fasting. He was confessing his own sins as well as the sins of the whole nation of Israel, and he was asking for God's forgiveness and mercy. The children of Israel had disobeyed God. They had worshipped idols and other gods. They had not been faithful, and Daniel was repenting of this. It was right at that moment of repentance and turning to God for help when the angel Gabriel came to Daniel and informed him that he has come to give Daniel understanding. Then he specifically says, I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Gabriel then goes on to tell Daniel various prophecies. Then in chapter 10, Daniel has new revelations. He had a vision which sapped his strength. He was basically knocked out. He was asleep with his face on the ground. When a hand touched him and raised him to his hands and his knees, and then he heard a voice say, and this is in chapter 10, starting verse 11, O Daniel, and here's this phrase again, man greatly beloved, Understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. How would you feel if an angel said to you, God has sent me directly to you, and the angel said, you are greatly beloved? Well, that would be pretty convincing, don't you think? Then Daniel goes on, while he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless, And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men, that's again referring to an angel, touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord, referring to himself, talk with you, my Lord? As for me, No strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. 
When I read these passages that day many, many years ago, I felt so encouraged. I felt seen by God. I felt known. I felt appreciated. And I knew that God had heard my prayers from the very first day that I ever prayed to Him. And most importantly, I knew that God loved me dearly. I was a man greatly beloved by God. All this is true for you as well. From the very first time you poured out your heart to God in prayer, God has heard you. God sees you. He knows you. And you are dearly loved by God. I'm reminded of that verse from Psalms 42, verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? That's sure the way I feel a lot of times. But the verse goes on. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Well, getting back to the story of Daniel, there are three things that really stand out to me in those two chapters. First, Daniel was repenting not just of his own sins, but the sins of all the children of Israel. Second, the angel told Daniel that from the very first day he had prayed to make his heart right with God, his prayers had been heard. And third, the angel said multiple times that Daniel was dearly loved. But the most important thing here is that Daniel was made to understand that God loved him. And that's really the most important thing for you and me as well, to accept the angel's message that you and I are dearly loved by God. I love to think of Daniel being faithful to God all those many years in Babylon, and here toward the end of that time, he may have felt discouraged. Even though he knew of Jeremiah's prophecy that the captivity would last for 70 years, he may have identified with those verses from Psalms that I quoted already, O Lord, how long will this go on? But God sent the angel to comfort and strengthen him, and most importantly, to let him know that God loved him dearly. So what can we learn from Daniel's situation? Well, have you ever felt like you were in captivity to a problem, either because of your own or someone else's disobedience to God? I sure have. Well, that's the time to pray and repent. And every time I read chapters 9 and 10 of Daniel, I marvel that Daniel does not just repent for his own sins, he repents for all the sins of all the children of Israel. I know, I've made that point several times, but I think it's really important. How often have you or I done that? Honestly, I usually have enough to repent of just with my own mistakes. Why should I repent for things that I didn't do? Why should I repent for other people's sins? But I have come to realize that I can repent for the sins of others as well. Think of all the sins committed by the Christian church throughout history. Think of all the atrocities carried out in the name of Christ, in the name of the church, that were the exact opposite of what Jesus would do or want his followers to do. Think of what's going on in some churches today that is in disobedience to the two great commandments to love God 
and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, it's very easy, if you have not committed those sins, to think that you are better than those who do commit them, and it's easier to see someone else's sins than it is to see your own. So, I would like to invite you to join me in a prayer of repentance, not just for what you have done wrong, but also for what the entire Christian church has done wrong throughout the ages. You can apply this same principle to any organization you're a member of, your family, your business, your city, your community, your country. Now, maybe you think you're above that. Maybe you think you don't need to repent for what other people have done wrong. And maybe you're right. Or maybe we all need a deeper sense of what true repentance is. It's not just being sorry for your sins or asking God to forgive the whole Christian church down through history. Repentance is a complete change of perspective. It's changing your viewpoint from what's happening on earth to seeing what's going on in heaven. It's about seeing that God is supreme no matter what sinful men and women have done yesterday, today, or tomorrow. So please, join me in a deep prayer of repentance that looks down the corridors of time and sees beyond the mistakes, the sins, the disobedience of those claiming to be Christians but acting contrary to Christ's nature. And like Daniel, ask God to show you His glory and mercy not because of any sense of our own righteousness, but because God is righteous. This is a prayer of profound humility when we pray it with the same spirit that Daniel prayed with. Now, you're probably thinking, hey, James, I thought this episode was going to be about how much God loves me. Why are you talking so much about repentance? Well, It is about how much God loves you. I told you we were going to look at it from a little bit different perspective. One of the best ways to hear the angels say, you are dearly loved by God, is to follow Daniel's example of repenting for your own sins as well as the sins of others. God always loves you dearly and is always telling you how much you are loved. But if you are holding on to your own sins, or resentful of others' sins, you're less likely to hear the angels speaking to you. Repentance clears the air, so to speak, so you can hear God telling you how dearly you are loved. And don't be surprised then, when you pray this prayer of Daniel, when the angel of God comes to you, strengthens you, and says, O child of the Most High, you are dearly loved by God. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you tuning in. We are now in week seven of our prayer project, 22 Ways to Pray with the Mindset of Jesus in 2022. The aspect of Jesus' mindset that we're focusing on this week is from Luke 22, verse 42. Not my will, but thine be done. Jesus always did the will of the Father 
not his own will. This did not happen just in the Garden of Gethsemane, but throughout his ministry. We love to quote this verse, not my will, but thine be done. But it's another thing to actually put that into practice. So this week, as you're praying to embrace the mindset of Jesus, whatever it is you're doing, making choices, turn to God with all your heart and ask God to show you what his will is. Seek to do God's will. Earnestly strive to listen for God's voice and do what God tells you in a particular situation. Be willing to let go of your own opinions and your own perspectives and your own preconceptions about what you should or shouldn't do in a given situation, and let God tell you what he wants you to do. So that's what we're going to work on this week. I hope you will join us. If you'd like to print out a copy of the entire list of 22 ways to pray with the mindset of Jesus in 2022, go to the show notes for episode 117. You'll find that at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 117. You'll see a link there you can click to download this list. You can print it out, put it on your refrigerator, in your purse, have it in your car, whatever works for you. And that way you can think about it all week long. There are people all over the world participating in this. And as we collectively pray to embrace the mindset of Jesus, that's going to make a difference in the world. And you will be able to respond to people that you meet more the way that Jesus would. And that's what this is all about. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in today and listening. If you haven't subscribed to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I encourage you to do so. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Just fill out your name and email and you're all set. That way you'll get an email each week letting you know when a new episode comes out. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything in the Bible, or if you just need a little spiritual support, I would love to hear from you. Again, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab in the menu bar and fill out the form. I'll be in touch. I would love to hear from you. As always, in the show notes for today's episode, I'll have all the Bible references that I mentioned. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 123. This is episode 123. I just want to say how grateful I am for you listening today. I appreciate your support in all the many ways that you have been supportive of the podcast. Of course, the best way is to take the ideas and live them in your own life and then let your light shine so that other people feel God's love for them. And of course, when you share the podcast with your friends, that's so supportive. It helps get the word out. And as I said, people all over the world are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. There are people in 130 countries who have now listened to the podcast. I'm so grateful. I'm so humbled by the way this message is getting out into the world. It's just beautiful. And I love to hear how it's making a difference in people's lives. And of course, if you're inclined to support the podcast financially to help cover some of the production costs that come up each month, 
that would be very much appreciated as well. If you go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, all the way at the bottom in the footer, there's a PayPal donate button. Again, if you're so inclined, I would certainly appreciate your financial support of the podcast. Thanks again for being here and listening. I appreciate you so much. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless.